This is Katie, reporting from the Youth Media Center at SLB Radio. I'm 17 years old and in the 12th grade at Woodland Hills High School. My class recently read Hamlet, and when we discussed it, my teacher showed us pieces of art depicting Ophelia. In many of these pieces, Ophelia appears haunted. She has fervent, darkened eyes, disheveled hair, and a shocking lack of shoes. When my teacher brought these images up on the board, the reaction from my class was to be disgusted. Rather than commenting on the faithfulness of the art or comparing it to the text, many of my classmates criticized how ugly she was, asking why she wasn't pretty. My class's reaction was disappointing, but unfortunately not unexpected. To me, the ugly renditions of Ophelia seemed the most faithful. Ophelia appears haunted because she was haunted. She was suffering and driven mad by her father's death and Hamlet's horrible treatment of her. Of course she wouldn't be pretty or palatable. At this point, my English teacher would urge me to back up my claims using the text. This, however, is difficult. Ophelia, despite being, to me at least, one of the most compelling characters in Hamlet, only appears in five out of twenty scenes. Shakespeare also didn't use many stage directions, so in those few scenes, we only have Ophelia's words, not her actions, to interpret. Ophelia's words, however, are plenty to go by. She enters speaking nonsensically, singing of her relationship with Hamlet and of her father's death. She is very clearly distressed and mad. But is she beautiful and mad, or ugly and mad? Many from my class would answer that she is beautiful and mad. Ophelia's death is even more muddled. It is relayed by the queen, who describes Ophelia climbing and accidentally falling from a willow. After falling into the water, her copious skirts spread wide and mermaid-like, and bore her up while she sang snatches of song before pulling her from her melodious lay to muddy death. At first glance, this account seems beautiful and peaceful. However, as you might initially suspect, and as is confirmed later by the gravediggers and priest, Ophelia did not fall, but rather jumped. It is unclear why the queen would lie about this. Maybe to placate Laertes. Maybe so Ophelia could have a Christian burial, or maybe just to quell rumors and give Ophelia some peace in death. Regardless of her purpose, this lying calls the queen's credibility into question. If Ophelia didn't fall, who's to say the rest of the story isn't also false? Was Ophelia's death as beautiful and peaceful as Gertrude claims? And why does it matter? How beautiful or ugly Ophelia's death was doesn't really matter, at least not to her. In the end, she dies either way. However, it does matter to us. How we react to and portray Ophelia reflects back on us and our own real-life reactions to mental health problems, even in the present day. Ophelia, when presented as beautiful, is often uncomfortably so. She is feverishly flushed and painfully pretty. She pushes beauty to the point where it's chilling and hard to look away from. This is the moment where everything starts really crumbling. Polonius is dead, Hamlet is gone, and now even the innocent and beautiful Ophelia is falling apart. When Ophelia isn't beautiful, she is critiqued for it. Her father is dead, and Hamlet, who she truly loved, has publicly insulted and spurned her. Everything that has happened to her piles up, driving her to the point of committing suicide, or at least not fighting against her own death. This sort of pain isn't beautiful. However, readers seem to expect or want it to be. In Hamlet, the characters are complicit in and even guilty for Ophelia's death. 
Even though she wasn't murdered or killed directly, Hamlet's treatment of her and all of the characters' failure to act caused her tragedy. Ophelia came into the court, acting erratically and very clearly mad. The queen and her ladies even witnessed Ophelia's death. As readers, this kind of ugly madness is harder to look at than beautiful madness. We may feel the character's guilt reflects back on us too, mirroring how we react to mental health issues in the real world. Mental health is not typically something people talk about and want to examine closely. While there has been a shift recently towards more acceptance, there is still discomfort around these conversations, and they typically only deal with the more palatable aspects of mental health issues. Many times when I see infographics about mental health on social media, they deal with the same things. Feeling sad, sluggish, and anxious. They reduce mental health to simple, tidy explanations that can be consumed in 30 seconds. While social media might not be conducive to deeper conversations about mental health, these reductionist narratives only go so far in building understanding and support. They risk leaving people, like Ophelia, out, turning away from the ugly parts of mental health. For Youth Express, this is Katie, signing off.